Content creation at its best. Bombard Media. Welcome to Stat, I'm telling you all Medical true crime stories, the nick is bizarre Karen Wickham, yeah she used to work in ER And now she's sharing the knowledge, so let's get involved Ay, Funny and scary at the same time Medical mysteries, all facts, she ain't lying <laughs> So tune in to Stat, if you dare Cause crazy things can happen anytime, anywhere <laughs> Yeah Hello, 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 everybody out there in podcast land. This is Karen Wickiam, and I am your host of STAT, Shocking Traumas and Treatments, coming to you from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And today is the first episode, special edition of Hardcore ER. R, R. That's pretty cool how I do that, right? Yeah. Before we get into it, I want to give out some shout outs and thank yous to a few awesome people. I want to give a thank you to License to Kill, Luke Pooks, R. Liali, Charlize26, Fellow RN, hi there, and Claire LJ86. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. iTunes reviews really help. And it's great to see what you guys think and see how it's doing. So keep it up, please. If you guys don't mind going over, don't even have to leave a review. If you could just leave a a rating and that would be great. Thank you. And I also want to give a thank you to my newest Patreon patron, Johnny Venezia. Thank you so much, Johnny. It's amazing that you're helping me. I appreciate it all the Patreon supporters, and I hope that you guys will continue to be proud to support this product and support this podcast. I don't don't really like saying product. It makes it sound really impersonal. And uh, definitely what I do here is personal, and um, I want to give you guys the best that I've got. So thank you so much. And for those that are interested or may be interested, go to my Patreon page, Stat, Shocking Traumas and Treatments. One of the things I'd like to point out as a perk for being a Patreon supporter is that I do an extra Suture Room episode a month and some giveaways and things like that. But for those who like the Suture Room, that's where you can go to get uh, some more content for that. Okay, there you go. Today's episode is brought to you by Studio Sweden. I'd like to tell you about a pair of the wireless earbud headphones that I just got. They are the Trey model. It was hard to pick out the ones I wanted though because they have so many different varieties of on-ear and earbud headphones to pick from. What do mine look like? Well, they are a gorgeous matte blue with some highly polished buttons that give it that slick Scandinavian look. The Trey model is their newest model. I love these. I listen to podcasts and audiobooks all day. And well, usually in my sleep as well. <laughs> And the great thing is that they give you nine plus hours of battery life and 10 days of standby life. So they're great for home or on the go. They're waterproof and they're great because they have some sound transparency. So if you're out running about, you get a great sound, but you still know what's going on around you. In the package, you get these headphones and you also get this really nice leather carrying case so that you can keep them protected at all times. What's great about Studio is that they're revolutionizing the way that people see headphones. It's not just a tech device or as an accessory. You get both. 
So I love these babies. They're comfortable, they have great sound, and they just take me away to podcast land or audiobook land. So go check out Studio Sweden and you go onto their website. It is www.studiosweden.com and you put in the discount code STAT, capital S-T-A-T, and you'll get 15% off. I will have all their other information in my show notes. Studio Sweden. Okay, let's get to this hardcore ER. want to start off by saying that it is graphic and it is tragic. I'm warning you that it does involve a child. I am not exploiting this child. I'm not gonna get into graphic details of their injuries. I'm just gonna give the basic information, which will be more than enough for you to know what's going on. This is a really disturbing story. It's one that I've rarely talked about, except therapeutically. There'll be no names or places and anything resembling this story would be pure coincidence. I think that I'm a pretty good judge of character. It was well-developed in my personal life and solidified by being a nurse. Nurses notice everything. We see it all. They say 80% of language is body language, and we learn that. We learn to pick out a lie a million miles away, and it's very hard to fool us. Every once in a while, there comes along someone so sinister that they can fool you, at least for a little while. And this is one such story. I still feel some shame that I was duped. How could I be so naive? How could I have not seen through to this monster? I was working in trauma and a baby girl approximately 18 months old was brought in via ambulance. She was unconscious. She was unresponsive. She had bruising and swelling all over her head. Her eyes were swollen shut. There was dried blood around her nostrils. And she had bruising and old scars all over her little body and what looked like cigarette burns. We stabilized her and ran a battery of tests. As the test came back, the story of her short little life started to unravel. This little one arrived to me in the trauma room on a stretcher with a collar on her neck to support her spine. An IV had been started and she was on full monitors and oxygen. The paramedics looked concerned and a bit angry at the same time. The child arrived with her father and he was asked to wait outside the trauma bay until we had her stabilized. This is the report I got. The paramedics had arrived to an apartment that was atrocious, filthy, dirty dishes everywhere, food rotting on the stove and counters, garbage overflowing, scattered everywhere. There were dirty baby bottles with curdled milk inside one one of which was lying beside this baby. There were dirty, soiled diapers everywhere. It was cluttered and it reeked of cigarette smoke and old booze. There were empty beer and liquor bottles everywhere. The place was unfit for a person to live in, let alone a little person. There were three children in the apartment and their mother. The children were approximately three, five, and 18 months. They were poorly and scantily dressed in soiled clothes. The three and 18 month old had old diapers that were leaking from what was in them. The children just sat there and said nothing, didn't even react to the police and paramedics arriving. And the baby was unconscious on the floor and her mother sitting beside her crying. 
The mother was very unkempt and not in much better shape than the children. The paramedics could see that she had recently been beaten up. She had black eyes and what appeared to be a broken nose, and she was covered in cuts and bruises. The police arrived shortly after, and then after them, the children's father. The paramedics attended to the unconscious little girl immediately, and the police went directly to the children and then their mother. When the father arrived, upon entering the apartment, he lost his shit. He acted like he was surprised to see the condition of the apartment and his children. He stated that he didn't live there and didn't know that it was this bad. He started to scream and yell at the woman, the wife, the woman, the mother of these children, and uh, the police took him aside to calm him down and talk to him. And this was his story. He told the police that he had been with the mother of these children off and on for many years. She was a drug addict and a prostitute who beat the children and starved them, left them for days at a time with strangers, and had a constant flow of men in and out of the apartment. She would not let him see his children, though he never stopped trying. The police took the woman into custody and the children went with the police first to be seen and assessed at the hospital and then put into protective custody. The father rode with the baby in the ambulance to the ER. It was very clear why the EMS were very upset. I don't know if paramedics get near the credit that they are due. They are the first line. They go into the most dangerous and terrible locations. They don't know what they're going to find. And their safety is pretty much always at risk. They are the first in line for the very injured. They see the things of nightmares. Yet they manage to stay focused on the task at hand of saving people and getting them to safety. I have the utmost of respect for all the paramedics out there. Thank you, ladies and gents. Back to the story. This little girl was put on full monitors, IV, catheter, oxygen, and anything else that she needed. She was immediately assessed by many members of the staff, doctors, neurologists, respiratory therapists, specialists. Everybody was there. Tests were ordered. I drew blood and administered medication and took her immediately to x-ray and then CT. I allowed the father into the room to be at her side after we had stabilized her, and I even let him come with me on the trips to x-ray and CT. We normally don't allow that, in, except for in some exceptions, and I wasn't sure what this little girl's outlook was going to be, and he seemed to be a very loving and caring parent. He was beside himself with sadness and anger and fear, and I didn't blame him. He told me stories about his wife that made my blood boil. He spoke of the love for his children and how he tried to gain custody, but was unable to. I fell for the guy. Being a mother myself, I couldn't even comprehend how he felt. Knowing my son was home, safe, and sound, and loved, filled me with so much love for my family and compassion for these children and their loving, attentive father. When it came time for the CT scan, he asked if he could go into the room with her, and normally we don't allow that, but sometimes we do. I put some lead on him, and he stood by her side. While the test was being done, he cried quietly and prayed. 
After we returned to the trauma room and he sat at his daughter's side and held her hand. The test started coming back. Blood work showed that this sweet little girl was dehydrated and malnourished. She had poor kidney function and had a urinary tract infection. We did a full body scan of x-rays, which is always done when abuse is suspected. And she had broken ribs, new and old. Signs of other fractures, new and old throughout her body. The CT scan showed that she had a midline shift, the worst thing that could be found. What is a midline shift? Well, the brain is naturally balanced between left and right side hemispheres. A CT scan looks down at the brain from the top of the head. There is a groove that runs between both sides of the brain, midline to the body. The spinal cord emerges at the middle base of the brain and then continues down the center of the back. A midline shift occurs when something pushes this natural center of line of the brain to the left or right. The brain miraculously keeps a perfect natural pressure created by fluid and tissue and blood flow within the hard shell of the skull. But head trauma immediately increases this pressure, ICP or intracranial pressure. And what causes a midline shift like this is a profound brain injury from a powerful blow that causes blood vessels to rupture into and around the brain and accumulates and pushes against the brain. And this head trauma also causes swelling of the brain. So the swelling and the bleeding cause the brain to shift and the pressure increase. And if left untreated, the patient will die. So usually they rush to surgery to have the pressure reduced, either by draining the blood or making space. Let's just put it like that. And the little girl was rushed off to surgery. And she didn't make it. I'll never forget her face. The police arrived after she was sent off to surgery. And the real story emerged. That man that rushed into the apartment screaming and yelling and shouting so much concern for his children was the one who caused it. He had been beating raping, sexually abusing, and terrorizing his children and wife for years. He had a criminal record a foot long and had served time for assault and battery and child abuse. He was a known pedophile. I felt sick. I had little stars buzzing around my eyes because I was holding my breath, I guess, and I felt like I was going to throw up. How did I not know? How did he fool me? What did I miss? His crocodile tears and prayers were for himself. His act as a loving and caring father was an act to fool the police. I let this son of a bitch sit at his daughter's side, go into CT, and I even hugged him. I felt like I was covered in disease. I let this little girl down. This little angel whose short life was full of torture and pain. This little being who had nothing but love and light to give. The sick bastard who did this to her and other children and women sat by her side and was comforted. I wanted to hunt him down and kill him. I was so 
disgusted and ashamed of myself. I can usually see these monsters a mile away, and I, I didn't this time. The fact is, I was fooled by the scariest type of monster there is. I was duped by one of the best of them. My heart broke a little that day, but it also hardened some. It didn't really change me, though. I'm still and always have been a caring and loving nurse. But it made me much more aware. I was educated by evil. I was educated to learn how to detect it. It made me a better nurse. This little girl's tragic life will always haunt me. And when I think of her, I say a little prayer. I did before I started this. I never did find out what became of her abuser. I had stopped watching the news long before then because, you know what, they never get it right. They always fill in the blanks with their own version of events when we won't answer the questions for them. I can only hope that he is still rotting in prison and will until the day he dies. If you know of somebody who is being beaten, abused, or children, especially children, please call the police. Please let someone know. And please, if you are a victim of abuse, don't be afraid to talk to your mom or your dad. And if they're not safe, talk to somebody that you love, that you trust. It could be a nurse at school, it could be a teacher at school, it can be the police. Here in Canada, call 911. There are people there that'll help you. There are people there that will do anything they can for you. Believe me. So, whew, that's that. That's the first one. I don't know how to end this except for saying thank you for listening to Hardcore ER. I would really like to hear your feedback on this. Let me know how you felt. Let me know what you thought of it. You can message me on my Facebook group, Twitter. Email me at kwick at stattails.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm going to play this episode out with my newest outro. Y'all heard the intro, and here is the outro to go with it. Gotta check this guy out. He is amazing. He goes by Kibo, like Ki and Bo, ooh la la. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter and SoundCloud. I will leave his info in the show notes. Please go check out his good works. True crime and it gets none realer. Sometimes it'll be the cure that'll kill you. Gotta watch out, yeah, you gotta watch your back. Cause you don't wanna be another episode on stat. Thank you for tuning in, learn a thing or two. These medical mysteries can be unbelievable, yeah. Subscribe, make sure you do that so you'll be tuned in and be ready for the next show. Stack. <laughs>